This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Just as the seasons change, the Blues made a big change from Wednesday night's game against the Predators to last night's game against the Predators. They played pretty good against Nashville. Just too many mistakes, too many guys not paying attention to what they're doing, and it cost them in the 4-1 to loss. Jake Allen will get the call again last night in goal. Jake played very good Wednesday night. As a matter of fact, in his last six games, he has a 934 save percentage, and in two of those last six games, it's been over 9.6. And his goals against in the last six games are 2.16. But this is the tell of the tape. In his last six games, the Blues have won two. So Jake Allen's been playing very well, but the offense showed up also. Very rarely this year have we seen great goaltending and a lot of offense. And that was last night's game in a nutshell. Everything clicking, physical game, guys scoring right and left, people hitting right and left. The game starts out with two fights, but then on the Blues took over and were not just feisty, they scored the first two goals in the game. Broke it up, Barbershop, two on one, with play, and now Schmoltz, to Schmoltz, to play, Chase, he scores! Barbershop, and the Blues take a one nothing lead! At the end of his shift two, heads up play as Salamaki goes wide, tries to play it back, and a turnover by Nashville leads to a three on one, Give Smaltz a lot of credit. Smaltz makes a superior pass back to his left. Barbashev holds on to it for a split second. He's got the wide open net on the short side. There's the C's part of there for Blay. In front again, O'Reilly shoots. He scores! O'Reilly! A slide long and low is the play there by the veteran defenseman Alex Petrangelo. He starts the play. Sunquist to Blay. Blay misses. Now the puck goes around the boards. Good footwork there and a quick pass once again by Petrangelo. And another quick pass from Sammy Blaver to Ryan O'Reilly and he snaps it past the blocker side. The Blues came out on all cylinders. They came out on more cylinders than I thought they had. The banging started early. They came out with the early two fights, the first one by Maroon right off the faceoff, and then not much later, just a few seconds later, Shin got into it. So the Blues wanted to show Nashville they weren't going to be pushed around. They had to spark something. They had to show Nashville they weren't going to be pushed around. And it definitely helped. That first goal by Barbashev, his second of the year. Schmaltz gets his second assist. Second goal would be by Ryan O'Reilly, his 11th of the year. Blay gets his first assist of the year. Petrangelo gets his fifth assist of the year. 13 minutes, 9 seconds in. The Blues are up 2 to nothing. But I think we all knew that Nashville wasn't just going to sit back, regardless of how physical the Blues were. Zach Sanford would get a hooking penalty. And 14 minutes, 12 seconds in, Nick Benino would get a power play goal to make this 2-1. to one. Here's Echo straight away into the traffic. They score! Nick Benino, the power play goal on the rebound. 
A timely power play goal, and it's the first shot on goal for the Predators tonight. And this is a goal here that will show you the importance of having net front traffic. It's not that big of a shot, gets it on net. Nick Benino and company standing on the doorstep, and he's able to get that rebound and backhand it in quickly. Quick hands, he gets it outside the pad, just jams it in that net. Yes, you heard that right. 14 minutes and 12 seconds into the first period, and that was the first shot on goal for the Predators. A great defensive job by the Blues last night. Just dominated them. The Predators really couldn't get into any type of flow. It's strange to say, but the Blues played a Predators type of game. Take advantage of mistakes, get in front of the net, put pressure on the goaltender, and be strong defensively and physical. Benino would get that goal by parking out in front of the net. One of the few times the Blues let a player do that in the game last night. That would be his third goal of the year. Ekholm gets his 11th assist. Johansson gets his 17th assist. Power play goal. The game is now 2-1. But don't fret. Braden Shin would get a great goal to put the Blues up 3-1. And now stolen by Shin. Off to the races. In the clear. He scores! Sensational! With the Nashville Predators in the offensive zone attacking the Blues, everyone's focused on Roman Yossi and Pat Maroon in front of the net. And look at Shen, he picks off this pass right in the middle of the ice as the Nashville Predators, I mentioned the self-inflicted wounds that the Blues had had in Nashville. But Nashville head coach Peter Laviolette can't be happy with some of their mistakes they've made. Oh yes, I'm sure that Peter Laviolette was not happy at all. Braden Shin's fifth goal. You can't say enough about Braden Shin this year. You can't say enough about him last year. Still can't believe it. Some days I wake up in the morning and just ask myself, did we really get Braden Shin for a first round pick and Yori Laterra? I think, yeah, we did. Pretty damn good move there, Doug Armstrong. Shin gets his fifth goal of the year. It was unassisted. 15 minutes, nine seconds into the first period. As you heard, Nashville did not get a shot in the game until 14 minutes and 12 seconds in. Smothering defense, smothering physicality by the Blues. The Blues outshot him 10 to 3 in the first period. Going into the second period, the Blues started off on the same note they left off. 36 seconds in, the youngster Zach Sanford working hard again and gets a beautiful goal. Now turned by Pareko the other way. Long pass, Sanford in the clear. Right in, chips. He scores! Sanford! 36 seconds in. Sanford makes the play in the neutral zone. And he beats Fiala to it. It goes back on a regroup. And the D of the Blues have done a good job of moving pucks up the ice. Tarasenko punched ahead to O'Reilly. And this is a very common goal being scored now. A left-hand shot going down the left side, looking like he's going far to the glove and rolling the wrist and just snapping it high to the short side over the blocker. As Panger said, the Blues were awesome in outlet passes last night. Seen a bunch of them. The flow of the game for them was better. So nice to see the Blues score early because a lot of times they've been giving up early goals. But Zach Sanford gets this one for him. His fourth of the year, O'Reilly gets his 14th assist. Tarasenko gets his 11th assist. I'm glad Tarasenko is getting some assists and setting people up. But man, that guy needs to score. That goal, as I said, was 36 seconds into the second. The Blues are up 4-1. to one. But guess what? They're not done. 
by no means are they done. A guy that played really, really great last night, Robert Thomas. You can't say enough about this young guy. He continues to thrive no matter what position he's put in, third line, fourth line, whoever he's put with. He plays hard. He's got a lot of talent. He knows where that puck is going to be. And, man, he gets the initial push here and the initial shot. But Robbie Fabry cleans it up to get a second goal of the year, 11 minutes, 53 seconds in. Guys, the Blues are up 5-1 to one against the best team in the league. Center ice to Thomas. Three on two, right back in. Thomas to the net, around the net, in front. They score! Fabry! Boy, has he had a number of scoring chances in the last half dozen days, games or so. Borderline on frustration, frustration, but he's stuck with it. And Robbie Fabry gets the cast one in here. It looked like Robert Thomas was going to take this puck and go to the net. He's got a couple of options. He doesn't like what he sees, and he goes around the net. And as it goes towards the middle, I believe it went through the legs of Shen, maybe? No, it never touched Shen. He went to fire at it, but the skate of Yossi was in his way, and it trickles right to Robbie Fabry. And we're going to see the winningest finished goaltender of all time come into the net now. Indeed, Fabry got the goal, but that's all set up by Thomas. Getting the puck near the red line, taking it over the blue line, and guys are just watching him and not taking him off the puck. They let him skate around to the side of the net. He puts a shot on goal, a really good shot. It goes over to Fabry. Fabry puts it in, no questions asked. I'm here for you, sir. I'll get the rebounds and put them in and the Blues go up 5-1. to one. Robbie Fabry's been playing great since he's come back. Just awesome. He got back into the floor quicker than I thought he would. That would be Fabry's second goal of the year, set up on that hard work by Thomas, his fifth assist, 11 minutes, 53 seconds in. The Blues are up 5-1, to one, going out of the second period. Believe it or not, Nashville outshot the Blues 13-8 to eight that period. So Nashville didn't put much pressure on Jake in the first, but they put pressure on him in the second, and man, he stood tall. He made a lot of good saves in that second period, but I'm not shocked. He's been playing well now for about six, seven games. Going into the third, would the Blues let the pedal off, or would they keep pushing and pushing? They kept pushing and pushing, but I thought the Predators' third period was their best period. Wasn't great, but it was their best period overall. Jake was standing tall, but it would be Alex Petrangelo who would get the next goal, his fourth of the year, 14 minutes, 50 seconds in to put the Blues up 6-1. to one. Numbers the other way. Shannon Thomas and Petrangelo. Shen to the net. Wide open. They score! Petrangelo! What a play by Shen! Well, again, it starts with good defense, and Alex Petrangelo gets rewarded with a goal. It wouldn't matter to me if he had any points whatsoever. It's the way that he's defended and asserted himself. But keep your eye on number 18, Robert Thomas. He goes to the middle of the ice, and he and Craig Smith, they collide. It opens up the lane, and Shen now is just able to make a pretty pass right there on the tape to Alex Petrangelo, who's been on his horse for this hockey game. Not much Pecorine could do on that one. Just a great pass by Shen to Petrangelo, and Petrangelo gets his fourth goal of the year. As I said, Shin gets an assist, his eighth. Robert Thomas has had a big game last night. Gets his sixth assist. Six to one Blues, 14 minutes, 50 seconds in. You knew that the Predators were not going to give up. They're not that type of team that's going to give up. And they would get another goal to make it six to two. Here's Fiala. Passes it back. Hartman, he scores! 
That was a great shot there by Ryan Hartman. You can see not a lot of celebration by the guys with the score the way it is, but Kevin Fiala, nice little play there, giving it to Hartman in stride. Give and go back to Fiala, Hartman to the outside. They haven't had a lot of these opportunities tonight. That was a beautiful shot, regardless of whose team you're cheering for. Ryan Hartman put it perfectly over Jake Allen's shoulder for his sixth goal of the year. Fiala gets his eighth assist. Hamus gets his second assist. 16 minutes, 13 seconds in. It is 6-2, but the Preds would not get any more goals than the Blues win this one in a dominating fashion, 6-2. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Faceoffs, 53% for the Predators, 47% for the Blues. Shots on goal, 34 for the Blues, 28 for the Preds. The Blues continue to struggle with their power play, 0-3 last night. The Predators were 1-3. Hits for the Predators, 24. The Blues outhit them with 29. The Blues outblocked the Predators, 20 to 13. But the Blues had more giveaways at 5 to 4. Let's go ahead and go straight to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Pat Maroon, Braden Shin, and Ryan O'Reilly. And we're going to hear from an excited Craig Berube on his first win as a Blues head coach. Oh, I thought about it after he was running around and hit Dunner. So, uh... If I had the opportunity, I was going to take advantage of it. So uh, hopefully you got the guys going. Uh, it's kind of a way to get me into the game and get me engaged in the game and uh, kind of feel good about yourself going into the game. So uh, it was a good fight. He respected it, so it went well. I was going to say, did, did you have to say something to him there? It looked like oh, I, think, I think he knew it was coming. So uh, Watson's a hard player, plays the game hard, and he knew. So you kind of respect guys like that. He did a really good job of standing up for himself. So, well, like I said, I'm just trying to go out there and do my job. And then you're sitting in the penalty box, minding your own business, and you see Shen go out and fight. Did that? Yeah. No, it didn't. I think. I think guys are just trying to find a way to get these, get everyone going in here, and it's a little spark. Sometimes, it's always not the guys that know that are going to fight. But Shenner stepped up, the guy that really doesn't need to, and he did a hell of a job. And you kind of respect guys that do that. And. That shows good character in the soccer and what we have. Pat, you've said pretty good blueprints of how you guys want to be and how you want to play tonight, almost a little different element with the physicality. I mean, is this who you guys can be? Not withstanding the result, but just adding that physicality to your game. Is this who you can be moving forward? This is, we should be this team that played tonight. This is what we should do every single night. There's no reason why we couldn't do that every night, controlling the puck, playing good defensively, closing hard, physical, going to the net being a frustrated team to play against. And I think when you finish your checks and the four check, and it gets exhausting for, for D-men, and it gets exhausting that they have to go back and do it again and do it again. And uh, it makes it easier for our defense playing, moving the puck. And uh, they play an easy game back then when we're doing that kind of stuff and doing the right things and chipping in and playing for each other. So this is the team we're supposed to be every night, and hopefully we can carry that into tomorrow. Pat gets it started like that. Did you feel like you had to try to one up them, maybe? Or I don't know about one up them, but just trying to keep the emotion going. Um, I felt it's always part of my game. It's getting a fight. It's been, you know, 16 or 17 games or whatever it's been now. So it's good to get in one and get you involved in the game and uh, get you involved uh, emotionally. Reed, that was a quick takedown. I guess they, they had to stop the fight right there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Braden, you, you did that last year against Colorado. With Pat does that right at the start. What's the what's the impact of uh, that? I should have heard her bench. Uh, a lot of emotion on her bench. Uh, 
to get us going. I think last game uh, we played hard. We were physical. Obviously, uh, the fights weren't involved in the game, but it, it was a hard game. Um, guys were engaged emotionally, and, and I think we carried that over tonight. Is this something that maybe Barubi told you guys before the game? Just no, keep no, it I, no, there's kind of a, group, no, right? he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't go up to anyone and say you need to fight for us. That's obviously uh, on us players. Uh, you know, just trying to get the team going. Um, you know, I haven't really had a coach ever tell me to fight, and, and uh, he hasn't done that to any of us. Well, I mean, just just tell you to maybe just go out there and be engaged right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's for sure. He, uh, uh, we've talked about it before. Um, you know, ever since he's kind of taken over, this is supposed to be a tough building to play. And, um, you know, I know for from firsthand playing here as an opposition, and it just hasn't been that the past, you know, year and a half. So, uh, you know, we're going to keep on establishing that, um, you know, keep playing hard. Uh, obviously, the fight's one thing, but I think everyone is just physically engaged tonight, um, hard to play against, and, and that's what, uh, you know, what type of hockey team we have to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think those, you know, those are two massive plays that spark us. And, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a tough job, you know, to go out there and drop the gloves. It's, you're putting your body on the line for the team. And if, and if, you know, us guys on the bench, if we're not stepping up and doing our part, you know, it's, it's almost like insulting to those guys that are making that sacrifice. And, you know, you saw the way we responded. We came out with jump and physical. And it's, you know, it's Patty right away and it's Shenner doing that for us. And it's, it's a huge it's a statement by those guys. Is that the, really the definition when you guys talk about playing for each other? When you see something like that, that's pretty much it. Oh, absolutely. There's there's many ways of doing it, but that's that's probably the, the hardest way of doing it. And and for those guys to, to step up that way, it does. It you know pulls us together. It rallies and says you know it's it's time to go. And and it's yeah massive plays by those guys. That's them. I don't know. I don't nothing. I tell them, you know. Um, it's just about you know being ready and and um, you know we know it's going to be a hard game and um, just played them the other night and it was a tough game and physical game so might have carried over I don't know. Yeah, well for sure I think um, you know it creates energy and emotion in the game and um, guys feed off that for sure. You feel like you just made subtle plays, defensive zone, neutral zone, that really kind of helped fuel a lot of your goals tonight? Well, we talk, we're really talking about um, playing for each other and working for each other and all three zones and being around each other. And so you can make those little plays. It's yeah, so like 29 hits. I think it was your second highest total of the season. So beyond the fights, the physical style, is that the kind of team you have to be? Well, you got to play hard in this league. Um, every everybody works hard, but you got to play hard, and uh, that's that's just what you got to do. So if you want to be successful and be a good team, you got to play hard, and that's that involves being physical and involves a lot of things. That second period, not more important the fact that you continue to push forward and really didn't give them any momentum to try to push back. Yeah, second periods, I think you got to take a different mindset a little bit with, uh, you know, especially with a lead. Um, I thought we did a good job of, uh, you know, playing good defense and managing the puck. You feel like you were able to kind of keep the momentum throughout almost the entire 60 minutes? Didn't look like you sat back? Yeah, it was good. I mean, they did a good job. Yeah, for sure. Kept it going, never, never didn't quit. So. That's a good sign. Can you kind of build on this now and 
Yeah, I mean, you got to it's going to be a tough game again tomorrow. We got a big physical team coming in here that's uh you know, one of the top teams in the league, so it's uh, another big challenge that uh we got to, you know, get geared up for. The first period they had one shot for the, for the longest time, they had two at the end. Defensively, is that another good example of what you've been doing? Yeah, I thought we blocked a lot of shots too, and we were in the lanes and did little things properly and, you know, kept them from getting shots. Anything you weren't happy about tonight? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, well, they had a lot of good looks, you know, so keep keep getting those kind of looks, or it's going to go in eventually. Braden Shen's play, he gets Tyler Gordy, how hat trick, he gets a goal, he gets a, he gets a fight, and it seems like. You saw last year he had a fight in a similar circumstance. Like he's someone who mixes many talents and. Well, he's he's um, at his best when he's physical and um, engaged that way. I think you know brings the best out of him. So he's really feels like his five on five game needs to be better. Did you did you notice his five on five game tonight? I, I was happy with Patty's game tonight. I um, I thought he worked hard, physical. He, you know, um, did good things down low with the puck in the offensive zone. What have you seen out of Barbashev in the season, but also tonight? Well, I thought the fourth line had a really good game, um, all three of them. But Barbie had a, you know, Barbie does what Barbie does. Like I, I had him before, and this is what he is. He's, he's, um, he kind of plays a power forward style game when he's engaged physically and. He's a good player, you know, and that's what I always talk to him about is just being a power forward. Come up here, even now, talk Yeah, thing. yeah. Craig, what's the trick to getting these guys to play together like we saw tonight? You know, we didn't see a lot of that early on in the season, playing for each other. Just constant reminders and talks and, you know, uh, meetings and, you know, it's it, if you want to be good in this league and win, you got that's what you got to do. And, you know, so... That's the coaching staff's uh, job to uh, stay on it and keep reminders and keep on them and it's just part of the job. It's an everyday process. How does this feel for you? Oh, I'm happy. Like obviously, we're you know happy to get a win. So, yeah. Great win for the Blues. It's nice to see them respond after all the mistakes they made Wednesday night against the Predators. Because the mistakes cost him the game. So they cut down on the mistakes in this game. They played very physical. A lot of hitting. Two fights at the start of the game. Just to let Nashville know, hey, we're not going to be pushed around. Especially at home. You're going to have a tough game coming. Nashville was just not the team they've been this year. The best team in the league. The Blues really took their game to them. They played very, very hard and get this great win. And now hopefully they can continue it against Winnipeg. Winnipeg is ticked off. They were winning two to nothing going into the third against the Wild last night, and they lost four to two. So you know they're going to come in here with an attitude. The Blues just pushed Nashville around and made them look really, really bad for most of the game. Nashville had its spurts. They put pressure on Jake in the second and in the third, but they really were never ever in this game. Coach Berube, I'm sure, is excited about the win, but he knows it's just a start. It's going to be an up and down season, and when you can play like this against a good team. You can beat any team on any night. 
And I think the Blues have the roster for that. I've said it all year. I think there's just been some issues when it comes to the coaching staff and the players not wanting to play for that coaching staff. Now, hopefully we don't see any more of that and the Blues are more of a consistent team. A team winning three out of five, four out of five, seven out of 10, eight out of 10. That's what this team needs to be. If they can get the confidence, I think they can be that team consistently. Before I go into Alex Steen's injury, I wanted to talk about a new YouTube show. It's by a guy who calls himself the Hawaiian Blues fan. Super nice guy. He's a big fan, and it's a show for fans. He has the tattoo of the episode. He shows pictures of fans. He's trying to help this little girl get a donor. Uh, Her name's Layla. He's got several episodes this year. This is his first year having his vlog on YouTube. So check him out. That's Hawaii Blues fan. You'll really like his episodes. They're, they're kind of funny. They're part serious. But any Blues fan, I think, would greatly appreciate him a lot. Now, getting to an injury to Alex Steen, we know he won't be back for the Jets game. He's not going to be reevaluated until Wednesday. And you know what? I'm not that upset about it because it's given some of the youngsters an opportunity to play. And I think Alex Steen needed some time off, whether he's hurt or not. He's not played consistent this year. Uh, He didn't play consistent last year. I'll give him credit when he has a good game, but he's not had really good games this year. He's had a couple okay games, but hopefully he can get back into the swing of things and come in and help the Blues. But I do hate to see the fact that the Blues are going to have to limit some of the youngsters playing time if Steen comes back. Let's go ahead and look at the projected lineup for tonight's game against the Jets. The forwards would be Sanford, O'Reilly, and Tarasenko, Fabrichin and Thomas, Peron Bozak and Maroon, Sammy Blay, Barbashev, and Oscar Sundquist. Defensive pairings will be Vince Dunn, Alex Petrangelo, Edmondson Pareko, and Bo Meester Schmaltz. Most likely, we're going to see Chad Johnson in goal. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. And as always, until next time, let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.